Stonecutters podcast. <laughs> Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the building. Will, how's your week been? What you been up to? <laughs> I'm in escrow, baby. <laughs> for, for those of us who don't own a home, what does that entail? What does that mean exactly? Uh, I'm learning as I go. You know, that means that it's a holding sale for your money. And so whatever your purchase price is, say your purchase price is, uh, let's say 900000 then you would have to put 3% in escrow. So then like you see on Zillow or Redfin and it says contingencies or pending, that means someone's in escrow. But they haven't, they haven't uh, fulfilled all the escrow requirements as of yet, meaning the closing costs and all that. And then you got to go through the process of um, home inspection and termites and plumbing and what does the seller need to fix or are they going to give you a credit on the back end uh, for closing credit? Does the closing credit uh, cover all the closing costs or does it just cover the escrow closing costs, not the bank that you're with? So it's all these different things that I'm learning on the fly, but don't trip for my stone cutter, my stone, I was going to call it our stone cutter heads. <laughs> don't trip for my stone cutter folks out there. I'm going to have the information. Information is king. Knowledge is power. So I'll have it. So uh, once we get through escrow, um, I'll be able to share even more. But it's been a process. Sometimes, Aaron, it's scary because they want to know every what they do. If you got money in the mattress, they want to know where it's at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, y'all trying to count my money and I got the mattress? You know? <laughs> and why do I have money still in the mattress? <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's a beautiful experience man i'm just ready for this next level this next level of transition and one thing you know that i know that i'm in a transition so i'm being very aware of when i'm supposed to transition because i know i'm in a transition what does that mean that means like okay if, say for instance you're at one agency and you need to move to another agency if you know that you're in transition in your normal life from an apartment to a house and maybe you might need to switch agencies or management or companies if the right situation presents itself because transition has already appeared. So uh, that's just a nugget, a little yeah. nugget. But what's up with you, brother? How's your week? You looking good, man. I'm so happy to see you. It's 1010. It's 110, I believe, on the East Coast. And we sitting here and we've been consistent about this Stone Cutters podcast. So, brother, I want to talk to you. Let me know how your week was going. <laughs> I'm fired up, bro. I'm fired up. You already let that be known that you're fired up. Uh, mm -hmm. My week is going very well. Uh, just finished posting uh, the Tweez interview that we did last week uh, interview with Antoine Washington so if you haven't had a chance to listen to that please go back and listen to that episode it was a great interview that we had with one of Will's uh, friends he's I think he said he kn he's known you over 20 years yeah 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 so um, yeah and then besides that man just to echo what you just said like really appreciate the consistency and um, we were talking before the podcast that, that you know we haven't even to, to build and to build habits, they say that you need to be doing something consistently for 21 days or at least 21 mm -hmm. instances, right? And I don't think we've been doing this 20, 21 times 
like meeting every Wednesday and being able to record 21 Wednesdays in a row. But I do feel like we've developed the habit and it's, mm-hmm. it's, and it's been something we're, we're being intentional about it and we're, you know, being very mindful of each other's time, but at the same time we're coming and we're ready to talk about things and we're ready to discuss, you know, what's been going on, where, where our heads are at, like what we've been doing sort of as everybody's just been staying at home. You know, mm-hmm. so so for me, just um, tra- talking about transitions, we just moved from an apartment into a house. You know what I'm saying? So I'm transitioning. I'm, tra- I'm transitioning. Yes, I, I don't think that I'll be leaving my job or, or moving jobs at any point here, but I am transitioning an old garage into an office space. And for wow. me, that's just awesome because. Um, the all the things that I've been able to create at, at, at the last place we lived were great and it was awesome but having more space and having a, a, a place where I can tinker with things and use paints and chemicals and nothing that's going to explode or anything like that but just to have more space like that it's just freeing and it's 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 fun you know it's exciting of, of the potential of, of things that are going to happen in the next couple of months Wow. Wow. Let's talk about that, Aaron. Let's talk about transition for a little bit. Um, We go through so many different transitions in a day and in life, especially big transitions. How does someone get through a transition if they like afraid or should they transition? How do you know when it's the right time to transition? Um. I was just having a conversation with somebody today about this and transitioning and change for me are are very much the same thing. So to think of ourselves as plants, we're either growing or we're dying, right? So we're Mm -hmm. always in a, we're always in a, in a phase of transition. We're always growing and evolving. So when does somebody know when it's the right time? It's, it's something that's kind of like, I feel like it's, it's inside yourself. Like you, you really have to come to terms with what growth is and what transition is because it's like all the different analogies that there are in nature of snakes shedding their skins, you know, caterpillars turning into butterflies and the, what else is there? The shedding of, of, of hair off of, mm-hmm. off of mammals and things like that. We all have to remove layers so that new layers can grow and that we can become better and stronger because of it. So like the mindset really around transitions and around change is always, if you can frame it or reframe it into something that is positive in nature, it has positive mm-hmm. intention because it's like thinking about transitioning, all transitions if you think about them are positive in nature, they're meant to challenge you. They're meant to help you grow. They're help. They're meant to help show you something that you haven't seen before, you know? Mm-hmm. So, the, so somebody who is maybe questioning whether it's the right time to make a transition or whether it's not, it's really about trying to reframe the mindset. And mm-hmm. the, the hesitation sometimes is because we're fearful or that we're afraid of the unknown. And, we were just talking about this too. Will you don't care? The unknown mm-hmm. is to jump into the pool, and not and don't care what the temperature is because it's water. It's because you know that it's gonna refresh you, that it's gonna cleanse you. 
you know mm-hmm. it's it's just you have to jump you know i know mm-hmm. i'm being i'm being very philosophical and, and metaphysical right now but like it's it's where my head is at really so what what are your thoughts on that nah that's fire that's fire um you know i'm i'm in that transition right now and i can only speak from my own experience it's like i'm moving from an apartment also to a house to a home and it's just like at first when i moved in here it was like oh man this is it because i was coming from a smaller place to a bigger place so i had made that transition but you start to see when dishes start to pile up a little more things get a little bit more unkept than they than they were before this wall start to feel not big enough it almost feels like you're 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 busting out of this space so for me inside of myself when i feel like i'm getting cramped and i need more room to stretch out and for our baby like our baby's going from the bedroom to the bathroom to the door then back again and she's trying to explore oh inside of me is saying oh it's time to transition so you were saying brother like it's an inner feeling it's a shedding of skin to move to something more positive something more uh uh you know bountiful i guess or abundant for yourself you can actually feel it inside of you just like the caliper before the caliper becomes the butterfly the caliper knows that it's time it's time for me to go hang on the tree and cocoon myself and die inside of that in order to birth the butterfly so a transition always requires some type of death even though comfortable because you've been doing one routine for a year that routine must die in order for you to accept a new routine so like we're doing the podcast you know we i don't know if we hit our 21 day mark yet before it becomes a habit but the old way had to die and we had to pick up consistency ooh ooh yeah ooh we own the night <laughs> we own the night it's a stone cutter podcast you can find us where Aaron? uh youtube itunes google podcast Stitcher and coming soon the podcast will be available on title. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So Will, um let's talk a little bit about the Catlet Academy because I think there's been a lot of a lot of things changing and growing since the last time we spoke about it. So it's been like two weeks, you know, we didn't talk about it during the Tweez episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's what's new? So, man, we're over like 225 students. We have a private group on uh, Facebook that I go on every Wednesday, being consistent with them and teaching them different things that I can't just share openly, you know, different acting secrets, different secrets about life. And it's been amazing, man. You know, so many testimonies uh, or people coming in talking about how the class is more than an acting class. And I'm getting fed as well as I'm teaching, I'm learning and different people are saying, you know, these things in the comments, I'm getting ready to drop part two soon, soon, soon. So I think by June part two will come out and it's just been a beautiful experience to see so many people growing. And I was uh, one of the young ladies named Monique 
she said since she's signed up for the Catlett Academy, there's so many other doors has opened up for her. She's written like five articles for this different companies and different magazines or that she had put out what she's doing. And I was just like, wow. And you seeing, you know, people starting to get this thing. And we talked about weed in the garden and one of my private uh my private streams and meaning that you have to weed the garden. You have to identify that seed of doubt. Where did it come from? Who said it to you? And let's pull that thing out and replace it with a with a positive seed. So we talked about that uh in the private because if someone said you couldn't make it or you're not gonna make it. Well, how, when, did, when did that seed come into your mind? How long has it been there? How much fruit has that seed uh, bared? So we need to cut that tree down and we got to pull that tree out and it's going to leave a hole and we got to replace that tree with something positive. So that works for acting, that works for life, that works for uh, breaking down your character. Where's this character coming from? what seeds were deposit in this character's mind so that you can have those when you're trying to act this role out. So, you know, we go and do these different steps and it's just amazing, man. I, and Aaron, you asked me, how far do I actually see it going? And I thought about it a little bit. You know, USC uh, in California is a pipeline to Hollywood. Juilliard is also a pipeline to Hollywood. The Catlin Academy will be a pipeline to Hollywood. Um, you know, I got so many different projects that I'm working on outside of acting. And I want to be able to help train uh, these students. And I want to select these students to come and be on these shows. And maybe it's a DP, maybe it's a producer. But if you sign up for the Catlin Academy, one day, one day will be a pipeline to the industry. So wow. that's what's been going on, man. And, um, <laughs> you know, thankful to my wife because my wife told me to do it. I wasn't really trying to do it, but that's why a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so speaking of which, uh, this past Sunday was Mother's Day. And this, yeah. this was your second Mother's Day for your wife, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Did you, did you guys do anything special for Mother's Day? You know, my wife is like, she's like a guy. Like, she don't care about holidays. She's like, oh, it's the same thing this year. Oh, it's the same thing this year. Oh, it's the same thing this year. She really doesn't care. So um, we did the whole post on Instagram, and I told her happy Mother's Day. I don't remember what we did. She doesn't really care. So um, <laughs> she's more into what's next. and which he wants to create. So, but it, I mean, it was cool. You know, it's good always to, you know, have that moment where you can post your mom. And it was crazy because you see online, I'm like, well, who do I post? Do I post my mom or do I post my wife? <laughs> or do I post my wife and then post my mom? I, my mom. I was a little confused. So yeah. I saw LeBron, LeBron post his mom, then he posts his wife. I said, okay, all right, well, this, I guess you could do both. So, well, I just we don't up. know if Instagram, which one actually happened first, because the algorithm might have put, might have sent you his mom first or the wife first. So it's true, true. And you could pose both of them and then I wouldn't see, it, it could just be like, hey, I saw Will, you post a picture of your wife. Okay, then you might. it's like Instagram, they got us. Yeah, they got us, they got us. But man, happy, happy belated Mother's Day. If, if no one told you happy Mother's Day.
Yeah, man. You talked about something that was very interesting, the seeds of doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about that as you were talking. I think that I, all of my seeds of doubt have been removed or at this current moment in my mind, there are very few things that I am doubtful of that I can't wow. achieve. Wow. Wow. Well, can you go through that process for you? Because everybody's process may be different. So what was the doubt? When did the doubt come in? And how did you remove the doubt and replace the uh, to a positive thought? Well, I mean, there was the, there's always been these levels and these stages. Like, you know, I think for me, the doubt is, well, at first it's you can't go to college and then you can't graduate college and then you can't get a job and then you can't become an engineer and then you can't make this much money and you can't have these responsibilities and the self-defeating attitude, it just continues to follow me and it followed me for a long time, even as I ascended and I went to work for this company, I went to work for that company. It was almost like how Jordan would find motivation in these small slights. I was using all of these small slights to place these seeds of doubt to fuel me to, to, to push, to, to want to do something to, or to achieve that goal or to achieve whatever that was in front of me to sort of tell mm-hmm. myself I could do this. So, you know, the biggest one for me was that dream when I was a 10 year old to work for Nike and the doubts mm-hmm. that I'm too old or they don't want somebody that's like me or they don't want somebody that has the skills that I have. So once I get to Nike, then the seeds of doubt that I can't work at Nike, they go away, but then they're instantly replaced with, well, you work around these really smart people and you're not smart or they're smarter. Mm. Right. And, you know, working at Nike, I've, I've been there for over two years now, but it's like, I, I don't know, maybe six or eight months ago, I came to the realization that it's really about the team. And right. Right. Some of the parts that no, no one person is more than the sum of everyone together. Mm-hmm. So what was happening was, is that I, I started to realize I was like, oh, okay, like I'm as just as valuable as this other person. So that doubt goes away. And then you have these obsessions and, you know, for me, it, it's like the space program or it's Tom Sachs or it's making things. And I always, the, I had a seed of doubt and it was like, you know, Aaron, you can post all these movies and you can take all these films on Instagram and everything like that, but can you compose it and can you turn it into something that people can actually understand and, and turn it into a, into a film, right? So then I do those things and then that seed of doubt goes away. And right now, because of the situation that everyone is in and because I've been able to accomplish things and do things in spite of the situation that we're in and really taking this time to, to look back at the entire journey and looking at everything and the conversations that I have with you. And it's like, well, if I want to make a house, then, then I'm going to make a house. If I want to make right. an office, if I want to make an office building, I'm going to make an office building. It's it, it now it just becomes, how do I learn the skill that's needed to requ- that's required for me to get to become an architect or to design a house or to design a building, or it's, I've been watching a lot of uh, documentaries on artists, and what I found Mm -hmm. with artists are, is that a majority of them are problem solvers. They have a vision in their head, and 
they use their medium, which is art, to express it. Some people will paint, some people will make, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sculptures, other people will make things. But what they're doing is, is that they're using problem solving techniques to develop a way to communicate with people. So if I wanna make a building, I just need to do the problem solving to figure out, just like you're doing with getting into escrow and figuring mm -hmm. out all the things that have to go with escrow. You're finding and you're discovering all the different process steps that you need to figure out so that you can become the best at uh, escrows or things like right. that. But right, the, right. But I the, got you. Yeah, but the, the whole point is, is that like, I've just gotten to this point where I'm just like, man, like, I'm not doubtful of, of anything that, that, I, that I can do. It's, 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 it's interesting. Right. It's almost silly. So now I just want to ask, ask you, when did the first doubt come in? At what age were you at and who said it to you? It was probably like kindergarten or first grade or second grade and what exactly it was I'm, I'm probably blocking it out but it probably just had something to do with my ability or my lack of ability or that I okay. wasn't or that I couldn't that I couldn't do something you know right it was that, so is, do you, is that what you're thinking about yeah, yeah yeah so that means you were like what five at that point in time yeah. Yeah. So five years ago, and you in your thirties now, right? I'm forty. You forty. So wow. So that's been that one seed at five is pretty much has took the lifespan of an acorn to an oak tree of doubt or you know the lack of believing in your abilities sown in you at five and it takes you to 40 to chop that tree down and to gain the wisdom because there's there's wisdom in all of these different steps and mm -hmm. it's to to it would be kind of foolish to graduate college at 25 and get a job at nike because i wouldn't have been able to gain all of the wisdom that i did from mm -hmm. working all of the different jobs in between getting a job at nike i wouldn't be as successful or, or to be able to contribute as much as I am now at Nike if I would have went there straight out of college. I needed all those wisdoms, all those times falling over to figure it out, to be like, oh, well, it's not this. It's not the title. It's not this. It's not mm -hmm. the industry. Mm -hmm. It's not this. Mm -hmm. It's not the application. Oh, well, it's this kind of stuff. It's putting myself in a place where I feel more creative, where I feel valued, where you know I'm able to make mistakes and learn from them, and it's 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 actually looked upon positively, you know. Right, you, right. You do that long enough, you're like, oh well, there is a place in this world for somebody like me, mm -hmm. you know. And I found it inside of a company, but there's nothing to say that if my time ever ends with this company, that I won't be able to find it somewhere else, or that I haven't been empowered to make it myself. Right. Right, exactly. But the, the point that I'm trying to get to is now I really understand. Uh, so imagine at five years old, if your mom corrected, knew about that seed that was planted and was able to take that seed out and reaffirm you with that positive thought. Not that things would change from where you are now, but some of the things that you've been through in your life 
you know, you kind of could have avoided in a way or at least had a better outlook on it. Now I understand why Serena Williams' dad, when uh, Serena Williams and Venus Williams' dad, when they're having a conversation, you see this, and he tells the reporter, stop. Don't tell her that. You're going to give her a complex. She's already told you. you, you you've seen that video? Yeah, yes. About her being a champion. How do you know you're going to do this? Because he understood something very important that we want our listeners to understand that that one little seed in that interview can implant in her mind and then she can be when she when it's time when she faced adversities she's going to think about that seed and then she's going to give herself a complex she's going to be like well maybe i can't be a champion maybe i don't know maybe my time maybe i'm out of my prime maybe 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 she's second guess questioners starts to second guess herself so he knew right there i had to stop it and so that's what we have to do with our children. That's what we have to do with ourselves. And that's what I was talking about in the class about weeding the garden. We have to go and weed that thing because there's things that's said to us knowingly and unknowingly that we have to uproot so that we can move forward because we're, we're living our life based off that thing that was said. Like for me, right? Who was said to me, because I was a bad kid growing up. I don't know why I was so bad, but I was one of them kids that fought all the time. And, you know, going different hotels, riding the elevators and doing stuff like that. I was always thinking about elevation. They just didn't know how to harness, <laughs> you know, harness my creativity. But I remember a, a, a woman said to me, and, and, she, and she didn't mean it in the way as I look back on it, but she's like, you're going to end up in jail. And if I let that as a kid, I said, no, I'm not. I, I didn't know I was doing that, but I immediately checked that thought that seed because if i allowed it to plant in me and i'm, I'm gonna keep being bad i'm gonna keep doing this i'm gonna end up in jail but i always rejected that thing so when things come to you you have to make sure that you reject it right away you can't let things sit you can't let doubt sit just like i was telling you today i'm like you know what man i'm at a place now and i haven't always been there where i really don't care i don't care what people think about me i don't and maybe that's where I feel today, and maybe tomorrow I won't. But I'm getting to that place where I don't care. Why do I care? Who told me to care? Not that I don't care about, you know, I show up in the world, I'm a good person, and I have great character. But I'm talking about when you do something or you speak, and then you go back and you judge it. What did they say about it? Do you think they got it? Do you think they understood me? Uh, did I use uh, the right words to say? See, that's doubt. That's caring about what people think. You said what you said. Like, once we leave this podcast, usually we think, man, oh, how was it? Was it good? Oh, man, we're getting better. That's good. But why do we care? We know whatever we said was what we were supposed to say. And that's it. Leave it at that. So that's the space that our stone cutters are moving in, you know? That's the space that I'm moving I haven't always been there. You haven't always been there. But we have to get to a place as artists and as creators where you stop caring so much about what is being said on the outside and what you're saying to yourself on the outside and feeding it to yourself so that it can go on the inside. We got to just look, man. We came on the podcast. We caught up. We talked. We dropped some gems. See you next Wednesday. That is what it is. And I like to flow like that. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Stonecutters podcast. Uh, for anybody who's listening, if you have questions that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, you can send us an email, stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find a link 
to the Stonecutters podcast website on William Catlett or willcatlett.com, catlettacademy.com. You can also find us on YouTube, search Stonecutters podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and very soon, Tidal. So we we'll, we on Spotify too, right? Or no? We we definitely are on Spotify. Yeah, I I left that out. I was thinking of a better term, and I think once we get on title, we can say that we are on all major podcasting platforms. And once we do that, then we just say Stonecutters Podcast on all major podcasting platforms. We won't have to keep naming them anymore. We just umbrella them. It's like if you need to find us, Google us because. Right. I'll tell you, Will, when we first set this up two years ago, I typed in Stonecutters Podcast into iTunes. There was one episode from some podcast where they put Stonecutters in the description. And now if you go to Google or you type in iTunes, I mean, we're the only one there, obviously, because it's a, it's a unique name. But we have an online presence. And dope, dope. You know what's awesome. dope? I just, I, I just want because you gave a great nugget there that I want to make sure that our listeners don't miss. You, we started off with just Apple, iTunes. Yes, I mean started with just iTunes, right? Yeah. But you kept saying, "Well, we, it's like we're speaking about title. We're not on title yet, but guess what? We're going to be there. You're already speaking it out and putting that energy into the universe for it to happen and for it to manifest and just like we went on Google, you say, oh, we're going to get on Google. Now we're on Google. So don't be afraid to say what you don't see yet because you're seeing it in your mind and you professing it with your mouth and it shall be so. So this is what we're about. We're about manifesting our dreams. We're about accomplishing our dreams and goals. And we're about chipping away at that stone. It is not the first hit, but it may be the hundred or the thousand or the 10,000 hit that will crack that stone. So keep cracking away. Keep uh, listening to the podcast. Do us a favor. Make sure you share it with somebody. And let's continue to be great. Stonecutter Podcast. Will Catley. Aaron Higgins. We out.